Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. As always, Natalie Zamora joining me, Ashley Young, to talk about all things Bachelor Nation and Matt himself, The Bachelor this season. Natalie, how's it going? Good, good. Um, I feel like this season has been going on for so long and there's like no progress at all. That's that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> It's so funny you say that because I do kind of feel like every episode just mirrors the last. Like there's yeah. no progression. We're just kind of stuck on this timeline of Matt's season. And, you know, this was supposed to be our, our taste of escapism from, you know, the pandemic and all of the other issues that everyone's been dealing with, I'm sure, this year and whatever shape that looks like for you. But I'm just like, I need a story. I need like start, middle, end closure to latch on to. Where they start with a rose ceremony of the episode, which is like, just follow the formula. This is what we need right now. It's so I need, yeah, like you said, I need you to close it out with a rose ceremony. <laughs> now I'm like, how many episodes have there been? Who's left? I need some kind of structure in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just I can't even yeah, I can't I was gonna say I can't even keep up with like who's leaving and who's staying and then who got the rose ceremony on the or who got the rose on the group date so they're okay for the rose ceremony. It just like it is all out of order. I'm not a fan. I was like this year has been out of order. Yeah. Depend on this for structure. I'll say though, something I've been uh, kind of not complaining, but like also yearning for this season is Matt's personality. Mm -hmm. I want the Matt we've seen on TikTok with Tyler Cameron, like that personality. He's just seems so reserved. And I think last night for the first time, I felt like we saw like more sincere of his personality when he addressed the group um, almost as like a disappointed dad. I know. <laughs> he walks into the cocktail um, party and is like, it's been brought to my attention. And I was like, you can kind of see, like, a fire. Like, he was genuinely pissed. I yeah. Like he was genuinely upset that this had happened. And I was like, okay, Matt, there it is. There's your personality. So that moment really caught me off guard how, since for something that felt a little producer-esque, mm -hmm. his delivery, I felt like, was the most sincere and, like, gritty we've seen him this season. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like we've been seeing all the behind the scenes in the house of how terrible the girls are being to each other. But I feel like he had no idea until Katie told him. So um, I mean, even like his confessionals, he was like, I had no idea this was going on. So I'm glad that he did, you know, address it. And it did seem genuine. He's probably like, okay, there are mean girls in this house, and I'm giving them a chance week after week, like, let's weed them out. And thankfully, he started to do that this week. It's so typical. I feel like all my guy friends are like, wait, that happened to you? Or like, yeah, just say that. And we're just like, yeah, girls are, they can be vicious. Yeah. So it was like classic guy. So unaware to, to the drama in the house. Um, something I pitched on the podcast to nobody in particular, <laughs> but I feel like it'd be so fun to have like a, a big brother esque like there's cameras everywhere in the house. And the bachelor or bachelorette could kind of like watch. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. I'll admit it's a little creepy. But how dope would that be if, you know, there's just cameras and they get to kind of watch everyone interact and 
um, I don't know, a little less produced. It gives them that insight. Yeah, they need to do that at some point, like some even like a segment or like one week or something, because every single season there is a group of contestants that accuse someone of acting different for the cameras and for the contest or for the lead. So it's like, let everyone see your true colors when you don't know it. Chris Harrison rolling up or like with an iPad just like, <laughs> and we have the receipt. Actually, like they should have a fact checker the way we have them at like debate. Yeah. Being like, actually, Anna, you did say that. And here's the tape. I would love that. I think we should elevate the production game here on The Bachelor. Yeah. That's messy. If you want to make it messy, like, let's make it messy. Oh, man. But yeah, it was nice to see him. And I guess, you know, the, the infamous Anna comments that we keep seeing of her accusing Brittany of uh, entertaining men for money. Um, it really bothered me how Anna handled that. And and I just want to get your take on the situation because I was rolling my eyes the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I was glad that she, so I, I guess right off the bat, right when Matt came out and said his whole thing about, you know, toxic energy and, you know, people bullying, automatically she knew she was caught. And I think, you know, that kind of, that made her apologize. So on one hand, I'm like, all right, you're only just upset because you got caught. But I was glad that she did own up to it because I feel like it was Victoria. Like she'd be like, like later on, not later on, but a little bit more in the episode, she's like, that was out of context. Like at least Anna was like, I did say that and it was a mistake, but it was, you know, it was just too little too late. I was already against Anna at this point. So I was like, just send her home. It's fine. But I was glad that she at least was like, I said that and, you know, it was not right. She broke down. Like, I was very taken aback how emotional she got. Um, that was a hearty cry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was watching and, like, she was just crying about the fact that, like, she bullied Brittany. Whereas I'm thinking even when some people get eliminated, they don't cry that much. Um, so that was interesting, but I think she literally was just like, oh shoot, like, that's it for me. It's over. (laughs) Oh my, it was so, so weird. So, you know, Anna, gotta go. It's time. Don't be mean. And, you know, like you mentioned Victoria, how later Matt tried to clear up the Victoria calling Ryan a hoe because she was a dancer. And Victoria's like, that was just taken out of context. And it's like, what context would that ever be appropriate? Like, it was really funny to me how quickly these women were like, well, I wasn't aware it was toxic or that was taken out of context. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you weren't saying this 24 hours ago. Like you're all just trying to like save yourselves. And it was really slimy. Like no one cared that the damage had been done. They just cared about, oh, if Anna can go home, we could be next. Yeah. Yeah. That was terrible. Like you could see the energy in the room completely shifted and I think, you know, Kit immediately was apologizing and then Victoria apologized for taking Catalina's crown when she walked in and she was like, this happened like forever ago at this point and now she's apologizing. It's like, oh, I wonder why. So you don't look like the villain. So it was interesting. And then MJ is still like maintaining that there's no toxic energy in the house at all. So she's just on another planet and is just wrong. So Yeah, I was disappointed to see how everyone else handled the situation. Like, I feel like I don't know how I would react in that situation, but I definitely wouldn't be like, oh, okay, like, you know, make sure that I'm on everyone's good side and make sure that we're all friends here. Like, I would probably just try to lay low. That's the struggle with the show. If you lay low, you get, like, booted off. Yeah. But, you know, 
if you are loud or outspoken or toxic, you get your airtime and like, I'm sure you'll get your sponsorships on Instagram. Like all of America thinks you're an awful person. Mm -hmm. Like what is the trade off here? So I'm with you. I'd lay low. I just be like sipping my drink in the background. I, uh, who was it last? It was one of the women that was brought in. She like left 10 minutes later after mm-hmm. the ceremony. That would be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Limo entrance on my way out so quickly. Um, Queen Victoria though. She, I've never, very few times on the show have I worried about like violence being incited. But Victoria looked so like unhinged and upset. <laughs> Part of me wondered if like glasses were going to be thrown or whatever, because she rolled up to the rose ceremony, like makeup running down her face, teary eyed, having a meltdown in the bathroom. Yeah, she was literally having a meltdown. And it was after Matt called her out and said, like, you know, why would why would you call anyone a hoe type of thing? And just like seeing where she's coming from and. everything she was saying at that point just made zero sense like she was just complaining about what happened and like oh if he like knows me he'll he'll know I have a good heart and then like fake crying and all these dramatics and I was just like okay leave already like I was just so ready for her to be eliminated I was just like I can't even I can't do this anymore (laughs) it was too much of a roller coaster and then she didn't just leave gracefully. She obviously no. didn't get a rose. She, like, walked up to Matt and was like, why would I hug you goodbye? Like, you're making a huge mistake. Um, she said, quote, I honestly feel so sorry for you and that you would listen to hearsay and not the facts of the situation. So goodbye. And then there's, like, an awkward pause where... No he just really stared at her. <laughs> Oh my God, literally stared at her, which is the worst reaction I think you could ever get for being like bold. Like, okay, I'm going to stand my ground and like go out and like really cut deep and everyone was like cricket. I know that was so funny. I feel like in previous seasons where like a person is like visibly mad that they're getting eliminated, like the lead is usually just like, I'm sorry. But he literally just stared at her. Gave no Fs. Like, this is really what made me think, like, okay, producers made him, made her stay there because he was just like, yeah, like, go ahead, it's fine. And then her other, like, spiel when she was le- leaving was like, I'm never dating anyone named Matt again. And I was just, like, crying laughing. It was, it was so good. I was like, yes, please leave. And good for Matt's around the world. Good for Matt's. <laughs> You're in a safe space, that's of the world. Which, like, I feel like the running joke on Twitter last night was like, so many people are named Matt. Like, the majority of like single men in her age demographic <laughs> are named Matt. Like, everyone has dated a Matt. Um, how do we feel about Victoria though? Now that she's gone, I think I kept equating her to Bennett, where I wrote him off, and then I was entertained, and then he rubbed me the wrong way, and now I'm just like, I'm glad I never have to see you again. How do you feel about Victoria now that her her chapter on The Bachelor has come to a close? Yeah, I feel a similar way. Like, I'm, she was definitely entertaining. Like, it's not like I was pissed that she was on the show at all because she made for really funny TV. But I think, like, she was just on there for too long for no reason. Like, I usually have have it on and then my boyfriend will, like, watch a little bit. And last night, or, like, pretty much every night for the past few weeks, he's like, she's still on here. Like, it's over by now, you know? It's just, like, a producer play or just, like, I don't know, to hype up the drama. But it, like, went on for far too long. Like, yeah, I was so over it. 
we're over it. I think collectively as a society, we have progressed past the need for like producer plants uh, because you have people like MJ or Anna where like those moments, they're toxic and I'm not a huge fan, but they are as entertaining as these like fake, you know, Victoria just calling everyone a hoe and that no one has a brain. I'm like, okay, like, are you 27 and really talking like that? I don't know. I feel like it was just so childish and the outfits and the makeup and <laughs> nothing seemed authentic. Like I couldn't buy into her. Was yeah. I entertained? Yeah. But could I have done another week of Victoria? No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think I yeah. had myself. So I'm glad she's gone. RIP Victoria. Um, no more for that. Mm-mm. So I'm glad she's gone. I feel like we can breathe a little easier now. I know. I saw a meme that was like, I feel like The Bachelor is finally starting now. <laughs> like, now that she's gone and Anna, now we just need to get rid of MJ hopefully soon. And <laughs> then, all right, equal playing field. Everyone kind of has a chance now. I don't know. That's so funny that you, I feel like, yeah, every episode has just been obviously not like the normal chronological order of an episode that we've come to expect. But so many one-on-one, like, distractions where, yeah, we haven't had the typical dates. I feel like I don't know the women that well. Yeah. Uh, usually by now, I'm, like, confident in everyone's name. And who, I'm still being like, wait, which one's that? Who is she? And mm-hmm. I don't want to be saying that week five, week six. Like, I want to be invested. And the funny part of that is some of the women at, are upset that they haven't had that one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. And you can hear them. They said it a couple times in this episode. We're at the halfway point. We're yeah. at the halfway point. And I was like, we are? We just started. Like, this is week, week two? I cannot believe we're so deep. I know. I agree. I And I feel the same way. Like, I have to, like, look up somebody's name or just kind of stare at someone for, like, two minutes long and be like, oh, I think it's, like, starts with an R maybe. Like, he has not had one-on-one time with all the girls. And it's just... It's interesting. I really do think the drama has overshadowed the season so far. So I'm excited for, you know, next week to see. Because I feel like what's going on with MJ and Jacenia right now, which was kind of like came to a head in the in the final moments of this episode, I, I don't think it can go on for that long. And it kind of seems like he's going to send one of them home. So hopefully it's like, all right, done with this drama for now. We know the drama is never going to end, but... We need the mean girls out. I say that, and I always get on my soapbox every episode about, you know, I hate mean girls. It reminds me of high school. Like, this is depressing. But I am kind of entertained because I think MJ's about to fight someone. And she's threatening, telling everyone, like, get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Let's bring it. I'm like, this girl's about to throw hands. Like, are we going to have a fight in the mansion? So... There is a small part of me that's kind of excited. Um, But there's also a part of me that genuinely does kind of, like, get sad seeing bullying. Like, this isn't a Netflix show and they're actors. Like, they're real human beings that are going to walk away from this experience with, like, trauma. So (laughs) I need to, like, reflect on that and not just, like, MJ getting, like, wired and ready to fight because their, their conversation at the end there was, like, this is like she was gaslighting and just like talking over each other. It was so, so like strong, strong. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. All right, well, let's talk about uh, Rachel's date with Matt because I got some thoughts as always. Um, what was this date and why do I feel like she 
got played like the favorite out of all the dates we've seen so far, they literally went shopping, mm-hmm. like, and she got all these nice clothes. <laughs> like, is that a date? You know, we've seen people in ATVs or skydiving, like mm-hmm. she went shopping and then walked in the door with like endless bags of clothes. Yeah, it was awkward. I mean, like, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, sure, give me all the new clothes that you can give me. And I think they did this on Colton season with Kaylin. And everyone was pissed because she was like the pageant queen. And of course, she got all new free clothes. But yeah, it's kind of a cheap date. But then obviously, you know, with COVID, they're limited. So sure. Okay, I accepted the shopping date. But then they had her come back into the house with all the women sitting together And she had like 20 bags and then she just sits down. It was just so awkward. And then somebody came in with like a huge box and it was, you know, a really elegant gown for her to wear. And it was just like, why did you rub it? Like, I don't think it was her fault. I think it was producers. It's like, why did you make it that way? Yeah, it was definitely a producer play. Um, I do have to say, though, she's been popping up on my TikTok, like for you page, a lot and that's obviously creeping up into like the reddit threads as well mm-hmm. and uh, i'm invested in the tiktok drama because if you're not on tiktok why but secondly they have like this anti-bullying policy so they remove any content that's considered like bullying so one of the women that's been posting rachel content air quotes like exposing her i don't mm-hmm. know how you want to describe it mm-hmm. it keeps getting taken down and she's reposting mm-hmm. it and i feel like a lot of people this is coming out in the episode where Rachel's like clearly one of the favorites. I yeah. just thought the timing was really interesting. Yeah, I know. I kept seeing too, like what right when she was picked for the one-on-one, everyone on Twitter was complaining. And then people in the replies would be like, why? I like her. And then someone would, would, would reply with the TikTok. And it's just very interesting because obviously these things like aren't confirmed. At least it's like a, it's like a weird gray area. So it's it's tough, but it is really funny because Rachel and Matt, when they had their dinner, she said she was falling in love with him, and then he said he's feeling the same way. So it's like, one, when did that happen? And two, it obviously is not sitting well with Bachelor Nation. No, if there's anything, any dirt on you, Bachelor Nation's going to find it. Yeah. But also, I kind of equate that, like, people say what they want to say about cancel culture. I think it gets blurred with like holding people accountable and mm-hmm. there's a big difference. But I'll tell you right now, when, you know, anyone's dating anyone, your social media gets scrubbed. Like it doesn't take going on Bachelor the Bachelor or being a part of Bachelor Nation. Mm-hmm. You know your friends are dating someone, you're pulling up like their LinkedIn, like their TikToks, their Instagram. You're curious. You're gonna find this stuff. So I know that you know, maybe exposing someone's whole family is a is a bit too far and that's a lot. Um, but I do feel like it's kind of in line with just like dating culture today is, you know, there's a lot more of you out there on the internet than what you may, you know, share on the first couple dates. Oh yeah, totally. And of course people are saying like now, oh, we like, hopefully she does make it to hometowns just to see, you know, people are saying she's from a racist town or that her parents might be racist or whatever people are kind of saying. Um, so then I kept seeing on Twitter, like, who can't wait for hometowns, like, yikes is really all I have to say that's the line where I was kind of like oh because I think that TikTok literally said the most racist like county or town in Georgia 
And I was like, is this going to come up like in their one-on-ones? Or are we just going to talk about, you know, social anxiety? Because there, there's an elephant in the room here that needs right. to be addressed. Right. So, yeah, it's, there's a lot. I think uh, the Bachelor experience is so much more enhanced with social media and knowing these like after the fact side stories unfold. But like I said, you know, we've seen more intimate, I think real life conversations the past few seasons Mm -hmm. and you know, race is obviously, you know, something that's very rooted in like U S culture, but also if you're going to date someone, like you need to have these conversations, Miss Rachel. So yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I'm curious to see, like, if she does make it that far, like, one, if she, if they do talk about it, if she brings it up, or if she's just completely oblivious and doesn't even know, like, if that's the case, if her town is super racist, like, does she even know? Because, I mean, we we don't know her that well yet, but she kind of seems, like, oblivious and, like, just bubbly and whatever, which is fine, but when it's something this serious, like, I'm really curious to see how it's going to go. Yeah, I guess only time will tell with that one. Uh, it's like, I, you know, we, we try to watch these shows to escape as like escapism from reality, but it always just mirrors so many conversations and issues that we experience day to day. So that's a sad note. And on that, we're going to take a quick breather, take a little break, and we'll talk more about this episode when we come back after the break. So obviously Rachel had a grand time on her one-on-one with uh, Matt, but the group date was interesting because Matt, every once in a while, will slip in that he's a country boy and from like the South. And he just doesn't give me that vibe of someone that's like very close with their, their what I think are perceived Southern roots. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when they're saying the, the country, whatever, it's, it cracks me up. I don't know. He just doesn't give me those vibes. I think of him as like in New York City with, you know, Tyler Cameron playing football. Like that's who I think Matt <laughs> is. So when these dates kind of take a turn from the country, like, I don't know. I'm rambling. But <laughs> I'm just like, where, how much of the producers are like, oh, you grew up in the South. Mm-hmm. Let's make like, a date around that. Um, it was weird. Yeah, totally. I agree. I feel like when I first started following Matt, like he was already fully in New York City, like you said, with Tyler. And it's like, I see his life as kind of like on the more bougie side than on like the southern side. So it is really funny. I'm not expecting it every time. Yeah. So when they're out like, you know, into the uh, the farm portion of this like resort that they're staying on, it just cracked me up. I'm like, is anyone enjoying this? None of these girls strike me as like down and dirty, like let's go to the farm uh, type people, but they made it work. And uh, Matt snuck off with Piper. I was literally like, my jaw dropped when that happened because it, I feel like it was just the most random thing. So she's like about to do like a confessional with the camera crew. And then Matt just sees her and runs up and then starts like passionately making out with her. Like, that's what happened, right? I didn't miss anything else. No, it was, like, one of those moments where you literally, like, turn to, like, I don't know, check your phone or, like, get a drink or whatever. And you're like, whoa, whoa, rewind, rewind. What did I miss? It happened out of nowhere. Absolutely out of nowhere. Yeah, and it was hilarious because I think MJ was, like, nearby and she kind of just looked over and was like, oh, they're making out. Oh, okay, they're making out. And it's, like, it's just terrible because we've talked about it so many times. But, you know, even though these women know what they're getting into when they sign up for the show, like, obviously they're not trying to see, like, him make out with every girl right in front of their face. So 
it's like a thin line of being like, all right, I know this happens, but I don't really want to see it right in front of my face. And you can tell going back to like what I said earlier about how we're hitting the halfway point yeah. and it doesn't feel like the halfway. So I think that we're going to see some more aggressive moves being made in the next couple episodes because people getting desperate is not the phrase I want to use, but mm-hmm. like the clock's ticking, like they're going to do what they have to do. Like I, it's not romantic, but this is a competition, right? We have to yeah. play to win. So I loved how random that felt and chaotic and, you know, people were pissed. People were pissed. Um, I don't know. I love the drama. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no bullying. It's like, you know, a delicate line of drama. Yeah. And bullying is, no, we can have drama without the bullying. Yeah. Even for the confessionals. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's like, it's more of just like drama that comes along with the process. Like you're competing against all these girls, you're living together, and you're falling in love. Like there's going to be drama, but you don't have to be like extremely mean. Yeah. Well, sweetheart, Abigail, um, we were just talking about her last week on the episode because we felt like, you know, night one, they had a connection and we haven't really heard or seen her since then. And she just seemed so sincere. And I don't know, I thought they had a connection. Mm -hmm. So she had a really vulnerable moment uh, with Matt and she was saying how like her father left when they got their cochlear implants. And Mm -hmm. if she has kids, they'll likely be born deaf. And I just thought that was such, again, her only time with Matt has been like boxed into having these very vulnerable and like personal conversations. Like, you know, she couldn't talk about like her pets or whatever. She took a leap of faith and was like, this is the whole package. Like, this is what you're getting with me, which felt awkward, but also I really admired her for doing that. Yeah, I agree. And I think like she just knew that's what she had to do. Like she was saying um, in one of the confessionals, like, I feel like we had a connection. And then like, I haven't gotten a one on one date. So now I really need to like drill in that, you know, I want to be here. Here's my life story and like, form a more um, emotional connection with Matt. So I feel like she was playing the game, right? Like, she knew she had to get in there and like, say something that would make an impact. Um, so I just hope she gets a one-on-one soon. Like, come on, Matt. I feel like he just, like, sees her as, like, someone that he's so far always going to give a rose to. So he doesn't really need the one-on-one yet. But now that we're halfway through and, and you know, more people are getting eliminated, he needs to actually have a date with her and see, like, her fun side as well. Yeah. It's funny because they kind of cut between all his conversations. And I feel like whenever a woman is being vulnerable and, like, unsure of where she stands, his go-to is like, oh my goodness, like, I hate that you feel that way. Like, we do have a connection. And as a viewer at home, I'm like, he doesn't have a connection with all of you. He's just trying to, like, maintain the peace yeah. and the drama. Um, so it's hard for me to tell who he really does have a connection with. Like, i still not really seeing sparks anywhere um, confidently for me to, like, pencil in a winner. I know. I agree. I like, I like, I think Michelle, he had like a fast connection with. We'll see if that continues. And Abigail, I thought they did, but like if she went home in like a couple weeks, I also wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's, it's, we'll see. I guess it keeps me on my toes. It forces (laughs) me to not only watch every week, but like watch like with integrity. I'm trying to avoid the spoilers and the clicks and it's hard when you're on Reddit down the rabbit hole. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm a nosy little lady. I want to know what's up, <laughs> but I'm trying my best to like maintain some kind of, uh, you know, 
interest in not knowing. Um, I'm over the drama, but we have to do kind of talk about, you know, MJ being going zero to like 180. She did a 180 and is like aggressive. aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know, like, where did that come out of? Like, I guess, did Jesenia, like, on the group date, she talked to Matt and kind of name-dropped MJ? I think that's kind of... Or I think, like, Matt had heard MJ's name a few times and then on the group date was like, okay, MJ, let's kind of, like, clear this up. And she was very much like, the house is not toxic. I don't know what they're talking about. She was like, like, that's wrong. That's not happening. Like truly gaslighting um, the situation. And like I said, it it was interesting because I love the drama. Mm -hmm. But also there's that pit in my stomach of like, these are real women being like gaslit on TV. And I just can't believe, like, I don't know. Am I crazy? Like when I do something wrong, like I know I was wrong and I feel guilty. Like do other people not feel that way? I know, especially when you're on this show and it's like, it's all on camera. So like, you might as well just be like, oh shit. Like, yeah, that was like, I completely did that and I'm sorry. And if it ends up like Anna and you still go home anyway, like at least you owned up to it. I don't know. I think that's important (laughs) for something. It counts for something, not for Matt, but just for something. For something, your integrity, for all of like America watching you on the show, it counts for something. Your family, your friends, your mm-hmm. bosses, your future relationships. Like I'm sure they will see that. Probably guys aren't going to watch it, but <laughs> everyone else is going to like watch it. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I totally glazed over it. The the Kit one on one date. Um, the, yeah, not, I think that I'm happened after the group date though. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about her. Like, there's nothing I don't think, like, outwardly wrong with her, but I just think she's, like, fine. And then, of course, it was hilarious for her on the one-on-one to say, you know, like, I grew up in the public eye, so, you know, I wasn't really able to, like, be myself or be vulnerable, which is, like, like, you're not that famous. I didn't know who she was before the show started, like... No, like, you're not Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure you can go to, like, the grocery store and, like, 14-year-olds aren't, you know, asking you to get in their TikTok. I don't think you're that famous. No, not at all. But it was it was really interesting. And what had she said? Something like, my life has been, like, gold Bentleys. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you came from a rich family. Like, that's good for you. Like, that's nice. But I don't really know what that has to do, like, I think she probably could have been in love and, like, made mistakes and nobody would have really took notice, you know? I don't know. That's me being yeah. judgmental. <laughs> Not judgmental. It's, she just seems a little out of touch with her, her, like, privilege. And I'm sure you did. Your mom is very famous and mm-hmm. you come from a very affluent family. But to say you grew up in the public eye, it's like you're also all in the public eye now. Like, you're right. You all signed up for this show, like, it's kind of evens the playing field. So if nothing else, like you have the experience of like navigating, you know, being in the public eye and the pressures that come with that and perception and how to be on your best behavior. And also I just checked, she only had only, (laughs) I have like no followers. She only has 169,000 followers on Instagram. And again, I'm not saying only as if that's a small number, right? but in the grand scheme of social media and being a public figure, that's not that many. And that's after we're five, six episodes deep into the season. So, yeah. 
you know, you should know better than to say your life was golden Bentleys and red carpets. Like, that's very <laughs> off-putting. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I don't know. I feel like she could have said it in a better way. But also, like, is there a better way to say it? Like, that could just really be be it. I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure she gained a lot of those followers after the show started. And she's definitely more famous than she was before because of the show. So I don't know. It was interesting. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. I was just kind of like, okay, what's your point, Miss Kit? Yeah. Um, but the date was cute. I think I said this, um, you know, last season um, with Tasha. one of my favorite dates is when they did like the mock hometowns and mm-hmm. she was like in the kitchen cooking. And I just think it's such a like taste of normal life. Like once the dates and the excitement wind down, like you are going to be in the kitchen with your partner. Mm-hmm. So I love a good ki- cooking date. Cause I feel like it's very like raw and authentic. Um, so it was yeah. cute in the kitchen, but I just was like, I don't see the mat and kit fairy tale ending <laughs> going very far. Yeah, I agree. I thought the date was very cute. And I thought, like, she was acting nice. Like, I don't dislike her at all. Like, I think she's cute at times. And they were being cute together, but I don't think they're end game. So, like, it was nice. But, you know, I don't think it'll really go. I don't think it'll amount anywhere. Me either. I'm like, okay, she got her screen time. We finally confirmed on the show that her mom is Cynthia Raleigh. Like, mm-hmm. that's never come up before. Yeah. I feel like that would have been, like, day one situation. Um, I can't believe it waited this long, but their their one on one was it was fine. Yeah, which is like the worst way to describe. I think a show you're trying to like woo everyone on. Um, yeah, so it was like whatever. Uh, but the drama between is it Yesenia? Is that how we say it? Yesenia. Um, yeah, I was saying Yesenia. <laughs> I think it's Yesenia. So her and MJ, it's like their drama that's like truly about to like hit the fan next week. Yeah. Um, I go back and am I comfortable or or am I uncomfortable or am I excited? I don't know. I think it's going to take me next week to like formulate an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm over the bullying. I kind of, I always dunk on the, like the romantic fairy tale, you know, stuff on the bachelor that I don't buy into, but I kind of miss it. Like I, I need a little bit of it. I need a little bit of it. Yeah, I agree because so far, like, there have been cute moments where it seems like Matt is getting along with the women, but there's nothing, like, outwardly romantic happening yet. So now it's just kind of, like, the entire season has been, like, Matt has nice, fine dates. Some of them are better than others. And then at the house, things are, like, chaos. So I don't know. I'm kind of just getting bored of it at this point. I'm like, I am excited to see what happens. Like, I hope that MJ goes home in the beginning of next episode, but I really hope it's like one scene and then it's over because that's too much. When they stretch it out for like the whole first hour. Yes. Come on. We could have condensed this. Um, I did see you tweet last night, uh, seeing Tyler C in the new teaser for the bachelor. (laughs) because I've been complaining about about it all season. I'm like, that is the elephant in the room, that he is, like, Bachelor Nation's, like, sweetheart, best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, where's Tyler C through all of this? So, you know, maybe we'll get a little Tyler C next week to make up for the, the bullying mean girls. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. And then, of course, there's going to be more drama because um, Heather is going to come on finally. They've been teasing it the entire season, and I guess it's next week, hopefully. That'll be really interesting because I did read a spoiler about that. I won't say it, but it's just like, I really want to know why she's on there. Why? Me too. 
and because it looks awkward because he's like heather why are you here yeah so (laughs) such bad acting he's not an actor no um so yeah i'm looking forward to it and hopefully we get some closure in the next you know week or so get back on track with the the structure of our episodes um but yeah i like that he seems like a good dude i i'm enjoying the season so far um i don't know We'll see what happens next week, I guess. (laughs) I'm with you. I think it's fun. It's entertaining, even though some points are annoying. But I just like, I I will be shocked if he gets engaged at the end of this. If we're already halfway through, like, I don't think it's happening. I kind of love when it doesn't end in an engagement or like, it just feels more realistic to me. Like how Mm -hmm. you're finally free to get away from all these like fighting women to go back to reality, like. I don't know. But then I see Zach and Tasha on my timeline every day. I'm like, oh my God, they're in love. This is so cute. Like, that's what I want for my season to for there to be an engagement. It's like, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the standard. Yeah, I totally agree. That's why I kind of feel like Bachelor in Paradise is so much more fun because at the end of it, like, if you get engaged, great. That's adorable. If you want to just date, you can do that and a lot of couples have left the show kept dating and then got engaged like a year or two later and it's like all right that seems reasonable that seems like they'll probably make it hopefully because you know they didn't do the whole bachelor thing about it i don't know bachelor in paradise is elite i will say i'm with you there (laughs) i i love it um yeah it just it's more fun i feel like it's more realistic and there's more personalities and less i feel like the, the idea of everyone competing for one yeah. love interest is just so barbaric. Um, <laughs> but we watch every week. We watch religiously, and we shamelessly enjoy it. Yep. Uh, complaining aside, that's part of the watching process as well. Uh, we hope that you will also watch The Bachelor and complain with us every week. Uh, we are recording the Can I Sew You for a Second podcast. So please listen along with us. Like, subscribe. Um, We're here every week talking all things Bachelor Nation, and we hope you join us for the ride. Thanks for listening.